Future Fit Tribe, before we start today's episode, if you are looking for more inspiration, visit my column on bizcommunity.com where I unpack the burning marketing issues that businesses face today. You can sign up for our Future Fit Masterclasses at booyah.co.za to build connected customer experiences and also check out our other cool services. Last but not least, don't forget to book your tickets to our regular FutureFit networking events aimed at helping you surf the tsunami of change. The events bring fresh perspectives with tour de force speakers and thought leaders as we debate, learn, inspire, connect. Tickets always sell fast, so book today. All the links you need appear in the show notes of the episode or on the website. Now on with today's show. And now from Solid Gold Studios, here's your host, Carmen Murray. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Future Fit Tribe. Always good to have you back. And for those of you new to the show, a welcome and please do stay tuned in for all the Wellness Fit episodes and what we have to bring you. Today we have Taryn Pickup again with us, a hypnotherapist, and she's going to talk to us about Wellness Fit, what it means to us. And we've already covered wellness and well-being and, you know, is taking pills really the answer to your problems and the root causes of why you're taking those pills that you pop. And today we're going to talk about food. Is food really a better medicine and how not to die? <laughs> you know, so we're going to talk about all of that. So I'm very interested to hear from Taryn about today's topic. So, hey, Taryn, welcome back. Hey, thanks for having me. How are you guys? Awesome. Awesome. I, I can't complain. I mean, uh, um, so, okay, food is better medicine and how not to die. What on earth do you mean? Yeah, so how not to die is not my beautiful, controversial um, statement. <laughs> it the is marketing side. <laughs> yeah, how not to die. <laughs> Listen to this podcast. Um, no, actually, there's a there's a very interesting doctor called Michael Greger, and he's the founder of NutritionFacts.org. has a very interesting philosophy in terms of kind of food and your relationship with food, et cetera, et cetera. So they, um, and as, always because my curious mind um, there are some great documentaries that you can watch on Netflix called What the Health and another thing is oh Michael Pollan is a very great writer and um, he also wrote The Omnivore's Dilemma he's you know he's a journalist that is very quite structured and quite researched in the type of stuff that he writes so another documentary and a book that he wrote is called In Defense of Food so what these topics kind of look at and propagate is kind of looking at, you know, your lifestyle and the relationship that you have with food and what you're putting kind of into your body. I do say this with a little bit of an asterisk. If you do watch the What the Health documentary, um, they do obviously advocate for quite a kind of vegetarian, vegan lifestyle and very much plant-based. Mm. And I think there's merit in it. I think that maybe the documentary maybe was a bit too one-sided or maybe would have liked to have seen a fair balance in terms of maybe some research around kind of meat products. But nonetheless, it's very interesting in terms of just some of the thoughts around some of the big diseases such as kind of prostate cancer and coronary heart disease, brain disease, and depression, digestive cancers anything from infections, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, all of these kind of things. We know diabetes is also kind of one of the leading diseases that we're going to have in the next coming decade. Very real in terms of kind of our relationship that we have as humans with food. 
So, but I have to read this. I have to read this out to you, which is very interesting. <laughs> so this MD. So just to give you just to give you some some context, Michael Greger is very interesting in that he's very factual in the terms of his nutritionfacts.org website. He is absolutely almost maniacal in terms of how he does his research, and yes, research has its bounds. But he's very good in terms of looking at different studies that will give you very clear facts in terms of what the outcomes are. Bear in mind that his philosophy is more plant-based. So you are very rarely going to find a very balanced argument in terms of meat on his website because he's obviously advocating for, for a plant-based diet. So just, you know, that is obviously something to keep in mind to, to keep a scope there. But he says here in his book that he talks about kind of the 14 major diseases, everything from suicidal depression, prostate cancer, Parkinson's, et cetera, some of the things that I've mentioned. And he says, and the 15th killer is actually the, th- the third leading cause of death responsible for 225,000 deaths annually. Obviously, this is an American statistics. And it's not a disease. It's doctors. <laughs> Just what we yeah, covered in that right. previous episode. Yeah. So <laughs> Medical care is the third leading cause of death, whether it's death caused by hospital infection, unnecessary surgery, wrong medication, and adverse side effects to the right medication. The sad reality is that you can head into a routine procedure and never return home. While hospitals are striving to reduce medical error and and not spread infections, they can remain dangerous places. And that even though you would necessarily go through all of these things because you may not have looked more holistically at your well-being in terms of how do you create a balanced lifestyle? Mm. Um, everything from, like I keep saying, an emotional point of view, from a physical point of view, from a mental point of view, et cetera, et cetera. And food is a massive part of that. It's so true. I mean, one thing I can tell you, when I have lots of chocolates, I become moody. I really, <laughs> I, I've actually started noticing <laughs> noticing it so what you eat definitely has an impact on you something that that you touch on that's quite interesting is and there was this company i can't recall the company name that introduced that they no longer at their events or in their canteens going to serve normal food it's going to be vegetarian food there was quite a lot of different debates happening around that topic but also i just wanted to quickly look online and you know we are seeing forbes reported how businesses are starting to turn vegan a burger king that's introducing vegan whoppers plant-based foods so it's it's clearly a conversation that's taken you know to the next level so what is the important point that we need to get across here in terms of nutritional levels for us as individuals for our wellness? So I think it's also understanding levels and I think also understanding all kind of like the size of the argument. You know, Michael Pollan, I think, just puts it so aptly in his Defense of Food um, documentary, which is eat mostly plants, eat food, mm. which is real food, not processed food, mm. and don't eat very much. So you know, eat within your means. There's certain arguments and there's certain statistics and research that also say that you don't necessarily need more than 100 grams of protein a day. So not only is then that a kind of sustainable question in terms of how we kind of have our relationship with the earth and animals um, um, from a food point of view, but it also means that, yes, we can still get the nutritional needs that we need. But, you know, it's funny, you look at these kind of things to say how much protein there is also in vegetables and plant-based foods, 
but you know, go to houses it's necessary to eat like a kg T-bone. Mm. Uh, I don't know. It's almost a bit gross. And so, and, and I think there is also kind of, the, I know one of the aspects that we've, we've touched on before is also looking at the psychonutrition from a children point of view, understanding what the colorants mean that go into certain things and how they can impact children. Looking at the kind of that they're eating that gives them the best ability for their bodies and for their growing brains in terms of what we're feeding them. You know, typically, I think it is typically American. I'd be in, I'd be interested to know kind of what the statistics would be for South Africa to look at kind of the rates of obesity and diabetes within children. That thing that seems quite an increasing thing in terms of a lifestyle in terms of what people are feeding children. Remember that on the flip side of that, you know, if you're going to be maniacal and wear your child every day when they come home from school, you might be. <laughs> creating adverse effects from an emotional point of view. So I think, you know, it's a fine balance. And I think, you know, as parents and as adults, we're all trying to kind of do our best. And I think it's, you know, it's that responsibility. And I'm probably going to, you're probably going to hear me say this quite a bit, which is wellness is, for me, it's a lifelong thing. Yeah. You don't get sick people and you're better or, you know, not manage your lifestyle and I think that everything's going to be free kind of sailing and smoothing. Mm. Wellness and well-being and the different aspects of that is a constant journey. And I think it's, you know, creating a consciousness and awareness and a responsibility within ourselves to understand that that is also up to us. It's not up to a third party necessarily. And that we need to also have an input in terms of how we create that well-being. I totally agree with you. The one thing I, I would like to pose to you, though, is that it seems like we as people have been raised by consumerism. So, you know, we've been encouraged to eat more, to eat garbage, eat processed food. Yet on the other side of things is we've never been taught how to eat properly. Like, it's not like we've been guided in schools and, you know, in, in our environment, what is the right thing to do? There's also still today, if not more, more controversy around what you should and shouldn't eat. You know, there's yeah. so many different diets and, you know, one gets to a stage where you just give up. The reason I'm saying is because I've gone through this journey myself where I've tried every fad diet that I could possibly do in order to lose weight. And at the end of the day is that you don't know how to make the right decision for you because there's so much different people with different agendas telling you what to eat. Yeah. And I think the important part about that is to keep in mind that, and remember science is evolving. Mm. So understanding what happens, what's realistic, what we're meant to be eating, what we're not meant to be eating is constantly evolving and the research is constantly changing. So, you know, one minute we all like no then we're all, all fat, and then we're all no sugar. You know, it's so difficult. Um, those things are constantly changing. Those things are constantly in flux. They're evolving. You know, big consumer industry, mass industry has created convenience food for us, and they've created it cheap. And corn syrup is the basis for a lot of it. Mm. Uh, so being aware of kind of what goes into your body and how that can impact you, you know, they also say, you know, eating everything in moderation. So I think it's a, you know, there's that balance that is do it in moderation. Make sure that you exercise. Make sure that that is a 360 degree type lifestyle. 
Yeah, 100%. But uh, I mean, the flip side of that coin is also poverty. You know, there's there's people that really, you know, live on certain grain-based foods in order for them, processed foods in order for them to survive. So it's such a, it's a tough conversation, but it's all valid points. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and it's like I say, it's that responsibility in terms of our well-being that we have to take care of. It's mm. a lifetime journey. And I think, yeah, I mean, it's difficult not to kind of be worried by the like the latest research. And this is a great example is diabetes. If you actually, so there's some great TED Talks um, and information out there, like around kind of the research around diabetes. You know, we typically think that someone who's overweight is diabetic. And as a result, it's all the carbohydrates and sugar that they've eaten. That, mm. I don't know. For me as a layman, that's how I understood it. And that's not necessarily someone that delves into medicine or understands medicine. But we always point fingers at the overweight people and we're like, hmm, it's your carbohydrates and it's your, you know, your sugar and your lack of exercise. And now you have diabetes. And there's some really great arguments out there to say that actually there's a consideration to say that diabetes could actually be symptomatic of being diabetic, i.e. the overweight is a result of being diabetic. But mm. why are you diabetic? There are arguments to say that it is complex carbohydrates and sugar. There's the other argument that this is also animal fat. And what? it's clogging up your arteries and therefore shutting down your pancreas and then becoming insulin resistant. So, you know, if you're not in that field, if you're not kind of, I suppose, woke as a consumer, uh. it's an interesting argument to look at to understand diabetes from a different perspective and like I said the science is there and it's constantly evolving so being aware of those dynamics 100% well I could talk about this for for ages it's it's really a very interesting topic I think for our audience if you want to reach out to Tyrone and maybe pick her brain a little bit more and I think especially when you're in a situation you become more woke if you have been diagnosed with something or you know it's something that's really of interest to you that's when you start doing proper research so if there's any of you guys out there that want to pick Tyron's brain <laughs> you may do so by just uh, looking at the show notes Tyron thank you so much for for today and for for talking about this very important topic about the food that we need to put in our bodies in order for us to become more wellness fit so thank you so much for everything and we're going to touch base with you guys soon when we're going to start tapping into the subconscious mind and then also meditation and mindfulness coming up thank you so much guys bye taran bye to our amazing audiences around the world, thank you so much for your ongoing support. Please take a moment to review and rate your favorite episodes, which will help others find us. You mean the world to me, and I thank you for being part of my journey to get people future fit. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Carmen Murray Show, another solid gold podcast. For show notes and more episodes, visit solidgoldstudios.co.za slash Carmen Murray.